Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. You know, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm thinking about like all these crazy things that you know have been going on. So where are we? We are. Um, what's the date today? I don't even fucking know. It's the 11th, the 11th of July, and uh, you know the last the last four or five months for the for the whole world has just been out of control so I sit here and uh, I think about everything that's been going on in the world and it's gotten pretty hyphy I mean usually it's just like the states or a certain country that's really going through the business but right now it's the entire world right so it's July 11th and the whole world the last four or five months has been going through economical crisis, you know, massive uh, global pandemic, um, you know, p- political struggles, election, this this massive BLM, Black, Black Lives Matter movement has brought massive awareness to systematic oppression and police brutality and, and racism. And then it's kind of drawn a line down the middle of the United States, primarily um, with Trump and everything and made this you know, in and I think a lot of ways, uh, you know, brought awareness and, and done great things, but also in a lot of ways I think has divided our country. And I was uh I was talking with a friend today. I went on a I went on a hike today. I went out to the Donner Pass, uh or Donner Lake out in uh on Donner Pass and there's these old uh train tunnels that weren't used that you can hike through, which are fucking dope. You should if you ever want to see uh, pictures and, and see them, like there's unbelievable, just miles and miles of graffiti. Some of the best art I have ever seen in my life in and out of the tunnels. And, um, you know, so if you want to check my Instagram, it's on there. I just posted some pictures. Actually, I went with the homeboy and we took our kids up there. Well, my Instagram is a uh, podcast poppy 22. Holla at your boy. Um, but we were chopping it up. And we're like, man, you know. There's a lot of great things going on in the late, to, like, you know, 2020, but the early 2000s were, now that I look back and reflect and I'm more mature, like the early 2000s were popping, you know, like let's remove the systematic rate. I'm not talking about all that shit. I'm talking about like what was dope was really dope and whether it's a good thing or bad, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but all this madness that's being pulled out from under the rug was still hidden you know and ignorance is bliss okay so i'm not saying that it's i'm not saying that these things shouldn't come to light and i don't agree with what's going on but what i am saying is like early 2000s like dope things happened in early 2000s like right now we're in a global pandemic and we can't even go to the movie theaters right now but like i think back to the early 2000s like the movie theaters were dope because 
early 2000s is when it had all the fucking bangers. Like, people forget, uh, we were talking, and people forget how many dope-ass fucking movies came out in the early 2000s. Like, yo, Shrek. Shrek 1 came out in 2001. There's not a human being on this planet that would sit there and say that Shrek 1 is not an absolute fucking banger. Absolute banger. Like, that. that is the most adult child movie I have ever seen. Like, I'll watch it with my son, who's two and a half, and I'll, I'll be so entertained because I'm like, man, not 80% of these jokes are for me, not for him. The animation just entertains him. Like, Harry Potter. I think, it, I think The Sorcerer's Stone. I think it was just like the fucking same year that Shrek came out. Like, Harry Potter, The Sorcerer's Stone, and Shrek came out the same year. And I can't remember. Oh, Atlantis. Oh, my God. The Lost Empire, Atlantis, the animated Atlantis movie came out in 2001. Like, things were... And I enjoyed... (laughs) I enjoyed, you know, early, mid-2000s Panic. Like, when 2012, when people believed that the Mayan calendar was predicting the end of the world and people were freaking out. Like, I missed that type of Panic. Like... Those were some simple posts and some people bought some water and, you know, made some like, you know, secret bunkers. But it wasn't like fucking madness all over the country. Like it was also the people didn't really know what was going on because people aren't super educated on the Mayan culture. Um, So it wasn't like right in our face, which, by the way, I thought was super entertaining because I went to. um, I think it was Cancun over there at Tulum a couple of years after that and uh, learned quite a bit about the Mayans. And, you know, if I knew what I knew then, I, I mean, I didn't panic. I didn't give a fuck. If the world was going to blow up in 2012. I was fucking my sophomore year in college. I was blacked out anyway. So I was living the good life. I was probably balls deep in some pussy drinking fucking flavored vodka. And it was all good. Um, but, you know, the Mayans, um, from what I was told, the culture down there, one, Mayans are far, far, far from extinct. Like, I got laughed at in Mexico when I went down there because, you know, I'm so ignorant being American. And I was in my early 20s and, um, you know, I, I believed that the Mayans were extinct. You know, that's what a lot of people believe over here in the States who have not educated themselves on the Mayan culture. And I was laughed at pretty much because the Mayans are still very, very much alive. Their culture has just changed drastically. And what I was told was that 2012, um, the end of the Mayan calendar was not a significant event that would be world ending in any way, shape or form. Um, The Mayans were very, very rooted in their culture and they came to a peak for hundreds of years and stayed economically, technologically, and culturally stagnant on purpose. And that calendar was built because they believed that in 2012, that the technology of the rest of the world would surpass their civilization to a point where it would endanger them, where they could not protect themselves anymore. So after 2012, they were believed to retreat um, all of their all of the residents or stop building over the trees and retreat into the forest. Because if you've ever been to the east coast of Mexico, it is like dense forest. Forest I've, I couldn't even comprehend. Like we were driving down the street and you literally could see maybe two or three feet in and it was miles and miles of forest. 
and they would have to, uh, and in 2012 is when they would retreat into the forest and they would defend themselves from outside interference or influence of technology. So when we were there, we were going to Tulum and we also went to a, a beach um, and did some snorkeling. And there was a lot of places that were like fenced off with like military. And one of the locals told us that they don't want anyone going into the forest because some people have ventured out too far into the forest and ran into to Mayan uh, uh, communities and civilizations. Now, there's Mayans. There's Mayans that are walking around. There's just Mayans out in Mexico. Right. But there's the Mayans that have not left and stayed at that uh, at that um, stagnant point of the mines and there there were some people that were venturing off too far into the forest and these people were getting fucking killed and a, and a vast majority of them you know they couldn't find so you know like that kind of panic was dope and those kind of things were dope or like you know like the dark knight the joker i think came out in 2008 i think it was like talk about an absolute mind fuck like that's when you know, obviously there's other good movies and things like that, but man, talk about a great, one of the best Batmans I've ever seen. One of the most respected DC, if not, if not the most, probably is the most respected and successful DC trilogy and, and dynasty, if you would, is, is Batman. And he came out with the dark Knight, and Christian Bale already came out with one before. Um, I think it was like the uh, dark Knight. I don't know. Dark Knight rises. So I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but the Dark Knight with Keith Ledger was unbelievable. And then that movie came out and Keith Ledger committed suicide. Now, of course, because this character was so dark and so unbelievably just estranged, like true, a true exposure for an understanding of mental illness. Um, and he was just sick as a fuck in the head and he was and then you were starting to see a Batman that was flirting with that line of dark Batman and not dark Batman because there's so many different levels of Batman. But the Joker kind of pushed, you know, Batman to to a point where he had the capability to be this dark murderer, if you would, that turns into kind of a Ben Affleck type thing. But man, you know, I don't know how involved it was, but if it is true how crazy is it that someone gets so engulfed into a character and so committed and dives so deep into believing that they are this person and to portray the absolute to portray this type of person to the absolute best of their ability um, to the point where it would affect their mental illness and he committed suicide like holy not only was the movie, whether Keith Ledger, Heath Ledger committed suicide or not, when he did, it was like Tupac dying, and all of a sudden his music just blows up. Like, he died in that movie, just fucking exploded. It would have exploded anyway, but just out of control. And then, like, what was it, 2000? I think the in 2000 was when The Patriot came out. Like, I didn't see The Patriot in 2000 because I wasn't that old. But um, The Patriot. Oh, that shit was heavy, dude. Like, that's when Mel Gibson wasn't, like, one of the most fucking hated men in the world. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was... He was unbelievable in that movie. And, oh, Heath Ledger was in that movie, too, I think. Yeah, he was. He was his son. That one was powerful, dude. That was super powerful. 
you know, I, I feel like um, it brought a different perspective to that battle with the Brits and England and, and the Redcoats and all that or whoever the fuck they were. I'm super, not super educated on it, but I think it brought a really crazy, crazy perspective of what civilians were doing to protect their country. Like, there's some wild-ass movies, you know, like the two early 2000s when before this shit was... Like, the fucking Lord of the Rings trilogy started, I think, in 2001. Like, holy fuck. I don't know if you've ever sat down and binge-watched some shit. Batman Begins, by the way. That was the first one that just popped into my head. But anyways, Lord of the Rings, yo. Whoa. Pop. Bang. Bang. Or, like, <laughs> even while she was popping up, like, even Stevens was, like, my favorite Disney Channel show. And Shia LaBeouf, like, branched out in, like, his first couple movies. And I think it was, like, 2005 or some shit. Like, right before I got into uh, high school, uh, he did fucking Holes. And that movie was popping off, too. I mean, there was just so many. Like, fucking Napoleon Dynamite, I think, was 2005. Like, I, I miss that shit. Like, there were such good movies in the early 2000s. And maybe because... Maybe because I was younger, you know, I don't do it as much anymore, maybe because we couldn't drink, but like going to the movies was a thing, you know, going to the movies was like an event. We used to do that shit like Friday nights and Saturday nights. You could catch us at the movie theater. Also, that's where we used to fight. Like people used to fight at the movie theater. That was like the stomping ground in the town that I grew up in. Like if you wanted to rumble, they bought, they built this fucking theater in Petaluma and there was dumbass fights in there like i've seen some been in and seen some massive brawls in that bitch and um back then is when like movie hopping was still tight like i don't know if little niggas do that shit anymore but we used to fucking go in at like two o'clock in the afternoon and movie hop three times like we would pop into a movie and then we just like slip out go to the restroom and then walk into another door go to the restroom walk into another we watch fucking three movies in a day and that shit was fucking cracking, dude. C -c -c cracking. But there was just, there was just so many good movies. Fucking Taken, man. Fucking Taken was so good. And there were some funny ass movies, like things that are like classic that you, that you always quote with your homies, like White Chicks. Like I stay quoting White Chicks. You know what I mean? Like it was just a, it was just a great thing. It was an absolutely great thing in the early 2000s, you know. Movies were movies were popping. Not only that, you know, like I know uh I mean music is what it is and music is as music should. Music evolves so much. But but the fucking early 2000s, I don't give a fuck who you are. I will throw hands at you if you disagree, yo, like the early 2000s, the music was the fucking best because not all the music sounded the same. Like the music didn't sound the same. There was there was genres like when hip hop, R&B and rap were three different categories of music, you know, like that shit was cracking. And all the artists, all the artists sounded different. You know, like, I remember Trey songs came out, and he sounded just like Usher, and that was one of the first, like, whoa, this is weird. This nigga sounds exactly the same, but, you know, like, these things were, like, so different, like, In the Club by 50 Cent. 
like I can't tell you how many you know you remember you remember like in junior high and shit like that when you was fuck when you were grinding with bitches and you didn't really know how to grind so you just go dick to butt crack and once you found the butt crack you guys would just try to with some type of symmetry sway one side to the other you know at the same beat and and if you did usually you'd get a boner and like if they felt that if they felt that strength then you were killing it that was like seventh eighth grade game that's when you're like i might get my fucking blowjob after this dance uh tell my parents a half an hour later when i want to get picked up but in the club yeah, that was like 2003 so so check this out let's how different these things are because i know these things came out very very like uh, close together the thong song i think that shit came out in like 1999 in the club, that's like 2002, 2003 or something. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, not yet. Like, Bye 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 by Usher. Okay, so you got In the Club, Thong Song, Bye Bye Bye, and then Hey Ya. Yeah, all those things, right? One after the other. Miss Jackson. Like, these things were popping out right at the same time. So, so fucking different. Like, I think Gwen Stefani was popping in the early 2000s like that. Like, Holla Back Girl popped out. You know, like, Maroon 5, that's when they first started branching out. Like, Black Eyed Peas came out like Boom Boom Pow. I think that was one, like, gotta get that. Gotta get that boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. That shit is crazy. Usher. I think that, uh, uh, not confessions, but you like, you got it bad came out like all these fucking all hot in here by Nelly. That was early two thousands. Like drop it. Like it's hot Snoop Dogg. That was like fucking 2005 or four or something like that. Jenny from the block, like all these amazing pieces of art that sounded so different were popping off early 2000s like yo school dances man and i it can't like i know i know that school dances don't pop like they did when we were in high school and junior high i'm 28 right now so like 2004 to like 2010 like i know i know that your shit was not popping like ours because this music was so different you could change the mood in the room so aggressively i'm not saying that music now is bad but what i am saying is that the similarity is like fucking aggressive like a vast majority of rappers even though a lot of them are good like i can't fucking tell the difference like it's all the same Sounds like when you had a whole fucking VCR and you press stop and turn the rewind. It was like, it's like, that's the fucking worst, you But I do like a lot of the, the rappers he is, but there's no fucking way that shit was popping off like that. Like back in the early 2000s, yo, it was a race to see who could be different, who could be more different if you would, you know what I'm saying? And then those people kind of stayed true to their style so there were so many different styles like you had a fucking song for every goddamn emotion in the early 2000s like it was it was absolutely crazy like i think like right there came out i like the way you do that right there like fuck man i'm i'm i miss that shit i miss that shit a lot you know and um but just so out of whack like gorillas feel good i think was came out like at that time feel good don't 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 feel good feel 
Santa's breaking down and a camel's back. I don't know the words. Telling Collywood and you don't know back. And all you want to feel is a fantasy. You don't know what to say when you can ask me. Uh, I don't know why I fucking love that song so much, but like music was just like shuffle. That's when shuffle was. <sighs> shuffle would fuck your whole life up sometimes. Real talk. But I miss that shit. I miss that. Now it's a very, it's a very repetitive, uh, it's a very repetitive game. It's a copycat game. Um, get in, hit a single, but like back in the early 2000s, that's when niggas were dropping fucking albums. Like you could go walk into the store, buy a CD, you knew the two or three singles, and you would find some absolute bangers on the album. Absolute bangers. People were putting dumb ass time into these things. And it was just, uh, it was next level. It was next level, and I missed that. I missed that. Like, uh, the the lyrics were much more, much more storytelling. Like, there were lyrical monsters. Like, they were they were speaking. They were speaking stories that you could relate to or that you could listen to. You know, now it's like you know, ain't nothing wrong with it, but it's very very consistent. You know, rappers are talking about one thing, R and B artists are talking about one thing. You know what I'm saying? But like. You would have you would have like a, a rap song in the early two thousands by like fifty or Jay Z, you know what I mean, or the game or Snoop and the lyrics, the beat is nothing nothing similar. But the lyrics are very similar to something that like maybe NSYNC or Backstreet Boys or Mario or Neo or something like that is doing. And then even if you go back further, like my pops raised me right, yo, like Fleetwood Mac, Commodores, Craig David, oh, Billy Joel, Earth, Wind and Fire, Jackson Five, Michael Jackson, like music was just a it was on another level, you know, it was just it was on a completely different level than it is now. It was created, you know, like music back then was created by inspiration and and ingenuity. You know, now it's, I don't know if ingenuity is the right word, but now it's like you could hop in the studio and I've heard niggas who fucking suck. Absolutely suck. Like with the ingenuity now, like I've made a couple songs that are pretty dope and I am the fucking worst rapper in the world. Like I'm absolute trash, but I got a couple tracks. I'm like, Hey, I'll put them in. If if there's a good system on, I'm like, Hey, Oh, Hey, Hey, man, it's just crazy. It's crazy when I when I look back at stuff and like, man, being like, you didn't have to be as politically correct. That was hella fun. You'd be ruthless with the jokes. Like it was just a different world, just a completely, completely different world. You know, like motherfuckers used to fight back then. That shit was dope. Like fools used to just fight. Fools used to fight all the time. Like people threw hands all the time. These fucking young kids are such fucking bitches yo like are the same ones that were fighting on the blacktop like what is happening is everything all right let's talk about it let's just talk about it because the baby boomers was a bunch of motherfucking gangsters yo they're like yo nigga these uh these germans almost uh, yeah they almost fucked us up so and uh we also killed like millions of uh people in vietnam uh, for no fucking reason that we found out so we're pretty tough. We're pretty tough for all the for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> but we can raise some tough kids. But man, those early two thousands. What else was? 
What else was popping in early 2000s that I missed? Baskin Robbins, yo. Baskin Robbins used to be cracking. Grocery outlet used to be popping. But Baskin Robbins used to have the true 31. Now you're going to Baskin Robbins, I'll have like 23. I'm like, so you guys going out of business? They're like, yeah, no, we just don't have the flavors. I'm like, y'all couldn't come up with 31 flavors? Y'all ain't got the money to stock it up? I know you got some shit in the back. Like, put two vanillas out just to hide it. Hopefully nobody pays attention. Like, how are you not going to have 31 barrels in there for me to choose from? That was like the first place where you can go get t- like taste tests. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get, they give you that little purple spoon. You guess like four or five. It's 31 flavors. You got to figure it out. Oh, man. There's some good stuff. Soft serve ice cream cone. Is that still a thing? I feel like it's not a thing anymore. I don't see kids running around with soft serve ice cream cone. I used to go to 4th and C all the time in Petaluma. And I used to get an ice cream cone every fucking day. What else? What else was popping in the early 2000s? That's just, I mean, nothing's popping right now because this shit is absolutely crazy. They just shut down the fucking bars again out here in Reno. So, you know, we're going back to phase one with this COVID. But, oh, you know what else was popping in the early 2000s that I missed to death was how you used to spit game, yo. Like, I had a fucking Razor cell phone or a Nokia in junior high, a Razor cell phone in fucking high school. Like, I wasn't Tinder. I wasn't Bumble. I wasn't sending picture messages and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? FaceTime, all this shit. Instagram, nah, I was MySpace, nigga, and AOL Instant Messenger. If you are a real nigga, you know AOL Instant Messenger. That's where we first started to spit game online. Real talk. Like, I remember I had my mom's uh, fucking login. It was angelwings4305 at yahoo.com. I'll never forget it. But how we used to spit game was different, too. Like, I have a hard time spitting game. <laughs> no, I don't. Hey. No, but for real. I have a hard time because it's like back in the day, you know, you had to you had to go talk to females. Like, you had to go introduce yourself to a female. If you was at a party or something like that, or you guys were kicking in, or you were at school, or whatever the case may be, wherever you're at, you had to slide up to somebody and start the conversation while you're staring that person in the eyes. And that shit was dope, and I loved that shit. And that shit is not, that is not the case anymore. You know, like, I've, I've literally seen people who have, like, matched on something like Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or have slid into somebody's DM on Instagram or something, and they've been talking, and they see each other in person, and they do not say a word to each other. And then after, they'll be like, did I see you at, I'm like, what the fucking cowards, yo? Like, I, I feel like it's crazy. Like, I pull tail because it's really not that hard like truly men listen up like legitimately i'm not even kidding on some hit shit like if you're just not a creep and you're not hella forward and you just read some body language like it's not going to work every time but if you just walk up to a female and you go hey you know i was just uh, i saw you from across the room my name is ricky sims thought i'd come try and bother you with some small talk for a second you can read their body language you know what I'm saying? Like, you can walk up and be like, hey, you know, I was wondering if I could grab you a drink. Or, hey, you want to play a game of pool or whatever the case may be, you know. Or it don't matter. Something cheesy. You could even say a joke. But if you just read their body language, you can see if a woman went out that night with the intent to be approached or not. 
And if they are, get you some, right? Continue the conversation. One-on-one, like if you can hold a casual conversation for 15 to 45 minutes, the first time that you meet someone, that is a a landslide. uh, That's like talk about brownie points, you know, but now motherfuckers are scared. Like they'll see a bitch. And then find that bitch on social media the next day. Like, nah, nigga, we are in the same room, under the same roof. Go holler at this chick. It's just crazy. Like, people don't shoot their shot the same way. You know, like, and I'll get dismissed all the time because I feel like females are so not, like, they're so, they're still used to being hit on. But I feel like men are so fucking bad at it. Like, if you're 24 or below, like, you're so fucking bad at hitting on a female person because you you don't know what it's like to start a relationship in person. You know, so I get rejected all the time because women are uncomfortable. They're not really sure, like, what's going on? This person's coming up and talking to me. Usually when I start the conversation, it's like we already have a baseline of small talk that we've said on whatever platform it is. So that's where we'll start our conversation. But, like, people aren't used to starting a relationship, starting in person. That is fucking crazy to me, yo, and I've noticed that shit. Like, absolutely wild. Like, you know, when you used to slide up to a chick and ask her to dance. You know, like, dancing with strangers wasn't so fucking weird. Like, you'd walk up. If you could casually talk with someone for five to ten minutes, I would say even five, five minutes, a solid five minutes of small talk conversation, you could talk to a girl. And if you're laughing, you guys are having a good time, you can go ask them to dance. And you're going to go in there because the early 2000s, and no matter what is on at that fucking bar, club, house party, it is popping because the music in the early 2000s was banging. And you were about to go grind. You were about to excuse my reference because he's a fucking piece of shit and should be buried six feet under. But get a little bumping grind, you know, ain't nothing wrong. Man, I get upset at these niggas out here like, oh, man, they ruin it for some of us. Shit is crazy. You know, it's very, very different. Very different. Like, I miss that. That's why I like the Cougars. I I chase older women. I love older women. Like, there's a spot out here called the Polo Lounge. All my Cougies out in Sonoma County, you know your names. You know who you are. I love you, bitches. I absolutely love you guys more than any any young female. They're more fun. They're more mature. They fuck some type of way. Y'all know who you are. Y'all know the magic three. You know what three you are. If you listen to this, you know what fucking three you are. I miss you, ladies, so much. Slide into my DMs after this, you know. I know what, I know y'all got your lives going on, but slide into my DMs because I miss you. But they're more mature. They're more stable. They're goal-oriented. They fuck like crazy. They're sexy. They're confident. You know what I'm saying? Like, And they love being approached. They love being approached if you do it the right way. Like, you can walk up at a bar to some older women, you know, 30 I said my 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 favorite zone is 35 to 45 that's my favorite zone of female you can walk up to them and say hello and introduce yourself and ask them how they're doing engage in small talk you don't buy them a drink right off the bat you talk to them for a couple minutes you, you know see what's up what are you doing this that and the other holla holla whoop de woo let me buy you a drink maybe you want to get a what you want to get an appetizer da 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 man they're the best that's why I go out to that because these young bunnies they're like I've literally been talking to some fucking 23-year-old females, and they're like, they'll, they'll get on their phone while I'm standing right in front of them. I'm like, oh, hell no. Absolutely the fuck not. And that should be a sign of I'm not interested, but that's not a sign of I'm not interested. That's just a sign of I'm going to get on my phone because that's just what I do. 
Niggas are niggas are getting true to the game. They're starting to enjoy that cellulite. Like they're committing to the movement. A girl that walks around that's got some movement to her body, like an older female's body is just shaped different, moves different, the the aura is different, like the vibe is different. So I don't know how I just got on a tangent about cougars, but if you know me, if you know Podcast Poppy, you know that I love my cougars. Love my cougies. So fetch. Shut the fuck up, Gretchen. I miss it, man. This shit is crazy. I wish we could jump. I wish I could be the age that I am making this type of money and go back to the early 2000s. It would be popping. I would take my cookies with me and I'd take my boy Taylor with me. We would go back with our cooks and we would fucking rage. I don't know how I got so off topic uh, right there, but <laughs> get on up. Come on back to the, to the early 2000s. There's just a lot of things to to miss. You know, one of my one of my favorite things that I miss was MTV. For those of you who don't know, MTV stands for music television. You wouldn't really know that because they don't play any fucking music on MTV anymore. And if they do, it's rare. Like it used to be in the early 2000s, you used to just what you could wake up at like six o'clock, two hours before school. And you could just turn on channel 43, holla MTV. And it would just play music video after music video after music video for hours it do like a top and, and they do genres and then it was like they would do MTV live I don't know if it was called like TRL or whatever it was called but they do it from a, a, a Times Square and they'd bring on artists and they would just talk about music music television was music television like now it's like MTV is teen mom television it's like teen adversity television which is which is terrible and MTV is where you got the swag MTV is where you got all the swag. Like, females were wearing pants with no pockets because of MTV. Pants with no pockets were amazing. I don't know what happened to that. Later into the 2000s, that turned into, like, a cholita thing. Like, all the all the Mexican girls were wearing pants with no pockets. But it used to be, like, a thing. All, all shapes and sizes used to wear no pockets. And I miss that. And low-cut jeans. R.I.P. Britney Spears, low-cut jeans used to be the hit. They used to be money. I remember that. Now, like, oh, God, I don't know if anyone wears low-cut jeans now. You really got to be killing it to wear low-cut jeans. Like, girls would be in the early 2000s. You wear low-cut jeans with love handles and give a fuck. And guys were like, yup, that's what I'm talking about. That's that good good. <laughs> I also remember, like, a basketball too like watching sports especially basketball there wasn't any like power teams now there's a bunch of like there's like super teams you know like when Miami had like Bosch and Wade and LeBron you know you know there's 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 super teams now it's crazy like the, the Warriors and all kinds of stuff they'll match these superstars up and in the early 2000s like everybody was good Everybody goes good. It wasn't just like the East is trash and the West is going to win. It's just who's going to make it out of the West. You know, I miss that. And they were rough. Like those whistles were not being blown during the NBA. You know, people could drive to the basket and go like if Michael Jordan played, if Michael Jordan played basketball right now, he'd shoot 55 to 5 billion free throws a game because he would just take it to the rack every single time because you get breathed on wrong. If you get breathed on, you're fine. But if someone breathes on you in the politically incorrect tone it's a foul story of 2020 story of 2020 
But more important things that we miss. There's much more important things that we miss from the early 2000s. Hip clips. I remember when, (laughs) if you had a hip clip, you had all the swag times pi. Like, you like you would wear it because you know you'd rock like two XTs. You'd rock long tees, and one side would be scrunched up because it was on that hip clip. Holla at your boy! But it's weird because hip clips. We didn't really have iPhones and stuff at that time, so we had like weird phones like Blackberries, Nokia's, Razor flip phones, and we would put those things in hip clips. Like the amount of different sizes of hip clips were crazy. Came from those black dads and at at uh, basketball tournaments you know you go to black dads at basketball tournaments or or like or football combines full tracksuit bald earrings bluetooth in the ear and a hip clip guaranteed all the peeps who went to basketball tournaments and sports tournaments and things like that you know exactly who i'm talking about completely bald bicked head earrings full tracksuit hip clip bluetooth in the ear never takes it out that's 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 mandatory. What other what other amazing things were there? Lava lamps. <sighs> now, like if you were to walk into somebody's room in 2020 and they had a lava lamp in the room, you'd be like, oh, God, I think this guy might be a serial killer. This guy for sure has gone to jail or committed crimes that would put him <laughs> would put him in life with no parole. Like if you have a lava lamp in your fucking house right now, you need to go remove it while you're listening to po- po- pause the podcast. I'm not going to wait for you. Pause the podcast. Go take that lava lamp and smash it on the ground outside because God knows what's in there. Does anyone even know what's inside of a lava lamp? What is that shit? Whenever I think of a lava lamp, I think of Toy Story in Sid's room when he had that lava lamp. But you should you, you should never... You shouldn't have a lava lamp. Just don't do that anymore. Don't put it in your kid's room. If you have any left... Even if it's in storage, it needs to go. They're they're lethal. They're dangerous. Your kids shouldn't have them. Oh, but you know what your kids should have? Skippy squeeze peanut butter. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know what I'm talking about, pull your phone out right now. Even if you're driving and listening to this podcast, pull your phone out, break the law, don't look away from the screen, and Google Skippy squeeze peanut butter. And if you don't remember that, that was the hitter. We used to take those to school. They're like Go-Gurts, but they're skippy, creamy peanut butter. Absolute fire. I used to carry those around just in my pocket, just in case I need to peanut butter something up. Didn't matter what it was. You could just throw some peanut butter on there because peanut butter is absolute fire. Like if I didn't look like, oh man, if I didn't look like a fucking dog for 30 minutes licking the top of my, the roof of my mouth for peanut butter, I would eat peanut butter by the spoonful. Out of the jar. I almost find entertainment in trying to get the peanut butter off the roof of my mouth. Is that weird? Like if you have something stuck, like if you've ever had like a a hair or something stuck, a piece of food stuck in your tooth, and you'll just play with it for like an hour, trying to get it out, but really not wanting it to get out. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, And then when it does get out, you're like, fuck. Now your tongue is just playing like this ghost game where it's still doing the same action, trying to get something out of your teeth that's not there anymore. It's emotional. But the Skippy, the Skippy squeeze peanut butter, I remember was absolute fire. And I remember uh, hanging out with, oh, I think memories were, were way more anticipated 
back in the day because I remember we'd go we'd go out like camping or we'd go on a trip or we'd be hanging out with our friends and we just had disposable cameras. That's what we had to use. You know, like we didn't have camera phones. And if we did, the the quality was so bad, we didn't even bother to take pictures with them. And if you did take pictures with them, you couldn't like email them or send them or upload them or anything like that. So we had disposable cameras. So you take all these pictures and then it was like, oh my God, we got to go to one hour photo. We got to go to grocery outlet or we got to go wherever and we get them developed. And you would just wait like, oh, it'll be developed in two days. And you're like, oh, Oh, let me see those pictures. Be a race. Post them all up over your wall and stuff like that. Not your fucking Facebook wall, but like you'd actually pin the Polaroids up in your room. You know, that was the shit. Disposable cameras. My my deepest fear with a dis- disposable camera, though, was that I'd go and I'd get the film developed and like be with my friends and stuff. And there would be a picture taken of us like sleeping or something. And all of us are in the frame. And we don't know who took the picture. That's like my deepest. That's like a that's like a plot for a horror movie. If there's any. All those famous directors out there that are listening. And screenplay writers that are listening to my podcast. Because I have millions of viewers. You can take that idea. I won't come sue you. I promise. You know. But. With that. Talking about tech. CDs. Man, CDs used to be, I mean, you could burn CDs on your laptop. You could make, like, your library. Because that's when LimeWire was popping. LimeWire was amazing. LimeWire, you could literally just illegally download anything you wanted. Movies, songs, anything. Like, I remember people were going to fucking jail. Like, they had 5 million downloads. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking chill out. We used to download movies and and music, and we used to burn them to a CD. And CDs were the hit, yo, like all the boom boxes. And then when you put them in your car, like if you had a five CD disc changer, it was like, oh man, what's coming on next? You know, you or if if you get in someone else's car and they have a five CD disc changer, and I'm like, are there CDs in here? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna rifle through all of these because you're gonna find some jams on there, jams on there. And with the CDs came (laughs) the Walkmans. Just imagine what fitness would be like if we still had to use Walkmans. Because everyone runs with music now. And I remember uh, CD Walkmans, if you, like, moved them too fast or jerked them or anything like that, they would skip. (laughs) You would see people, like, running and jogging with a fucking CD player. Like, those things were not small. Ain't no pocket fitting them. They'd have to, like, hold them on their hand. I wonder if there was any... Oh, I got to look it up. I wonder if there was any CD or Walkman um, like straps or something like that. Like, could you, could you wear, could you wear them? Could you, could you like strap them to your arm or something like that? There's no way, right? I don't think there is. There's no way that there could be the biggest, like trying to put that, uh, trying to put that on your arm would be absolutely fucking crazy. Like, I wonder if they have a hip clip for Walkmans. Let me see. Let me see here. Uh, based on what Google is showing me, it looks like no. Oh, oh. I see some fanny pack. <laughs> the Tune Belt Deluxe. 
just in case you want to Google that and get that, you can get a fanny pack and throw that little CD Walkman. Oh, my God, dude. I'm looking at these pictures of these Walkmans. Oh, I used to have this Sony Walkman CD player. Yep. This is the first one with the non-skip feature. Those are the... Oh, man. But there was good music. There was great music on CDs. And you had to be selective. You couldn't just download a million and shuffle, you know? Like, you could only get, like, maybe 15 or 16 of some of your best songs on the CD. So you had to selectively pick which ones you were going to burn. Because you would download albums and you probably have hundreds of songs, but which ones are going on the CD. So the CD was almost a guarantee that it was going to be bangers. You know? Because it was good music. You know where else I used to find music? MySpace. <laughs> when you had a profile song, that's the only thing wrong with Instagram. Like when you go to someone's profile, a song should pop up. Like, that was the dopest thing about MySpace. This is where I found most of the music that I enjoyed. I would just surf people's profile, and I'd creep hella hard. And then I would find this dope-ass music. And you could download it right off of MySpace, man. MySpace was the banger. Early 2000s, like, that's when it first got to... That's when competitive social media, I feel like, hit the ground running. Because you could do, like, a background, so you could make your profile super attractive. Not just on the pictures, like... There wasn't too many pictures like on your profile. And if the, there were pictures like they weren't of you, there were things that you liked or different things like that, you know. And then you had the, t- the famous and most infamous top eight. That was. That was the truth. Top eight was a, it was a year long. It was year round competition. People would ch- like salty ass people change their top eight. Yeah, Samantha said that my jeans made me look fat. So she went from from two on my top eight to, thank you, eight at the bottom, barely even making it there. Number one was like, you're ride or die. It was either Tom, I think his name was Tom, who's the fucking guy, or or you're ride or die. But top eight was the truth. Like people begin to fight. It's like, yo, why'd you take me off your top eight? You know, they never should have came out with like top 16 and top 32. Like top eight was competitive. And I love that, you know, like, well, man, you should put me on your top eight. Like that was a question that would be asked to people. Like people weren't scared to ask, like, why'd you take me off your top eight? Or can I get on your top eight? Like, you know, we've been hanging out for a while now. You know, I'm not saying that we're dating, but if you could just slip me onto that top eight, that would be great. Best, best things in the early 2000s. Some of the best. You know, you could do things. That everyone enjoys and not be scrutinized scrutinized for it. Uh, wheelie shoes. Everyone in the world wants a pair of wheelie shoes. Everyone. There's not a person in the world that can. <laughs> nah, I don't really feel like being able to just glide wherever I want to go at any moment in time by just putting myself in a simple, you know, supination and uh, pronation with my each different foot and just cruise on two wheels. No big deal. Like if I was walking down a hill, I'm flying down that hill in my wheelies. But now you can't do that because <laughs> you should. If you're grown, you shouldn't have wheelies. I'm gonna get my son wheelies when he's old enough. But if you're grown, you should you should not have wheelies. Ever, ever, ever. That's a bad. That's a bad look. I could just see myself walking down the street. In short shorts, this is what would be okay in the early 2000s. Uh, or unless you're like on Venice Beach or something like that. Short shorts, okay, wheelie shoes, tall tees, so not short shorts, jabos, Air Force Ones, 
or feelers. Oh, feelers with the the wheelies on them. Tall tee, hip clip, sunglasses, one earring, a rosary, and a flip phone, and a razor, and a razor flip phone. You're welcome, world. I just broke down the early 2000s for you. There's a lot of things to miss. There's a lot of great things that are going on right now, but with everything so stagnant and so stood still with COVID and, and everything that's going on, it's nice to to reminisce and, and look back. You know, we had like a new tech was not as good, but it was much more exciting back then, you know, because tech was very new. Like someone comes out with a technological find now, like we're very technically inclined and there's not a ton that will completely surprise us unless it has something to do with like airspace or, you know, um, AI or something like that, you know, and some type of robotics, something that's so advanced, but you know, like they were at like, they were at like, um, like a, like a tape player to a, to a CD Walkman was like game changer, game changer, you know, like flip phone to iPhone to no buttons was like later Blackberry, RIP Blackberries, just crazy, but I had to come on here. And just hike down memory. I hope you guys were able to hike down memory lane. Think about some of your old stories and think about it's funny how these things pop up and are gone now. You know, like I still have people who make fun of me for they'll come into my house and I have two 80 inch TVs or 85 inch TVs. One's mounted in my room. One's mounted in my living room. The one in my living room has a PS2 connected to it. The one in my bedroom has an N64 connected to it. And people are like, what? I'm like, man, those were those are the bangers in the early 2000s. They still don't get boring. I'm still playing Diddy Kong Racing. I'm still playing Star Fox. I'm still playing Spyro's Ripto's Rage, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Jack and Daxter, Kung Fu Panda, Spider-Man, like all the neat Fred Rosser, if you're hearing me, Need for Speed Underground, Need for Speed Underground. We would play this game all day, all night, and it was just on the PS2s. You could leave the PS2 on for seven and a half days, and it was all good. Didn't have to worry about not a damn thing. I miss you, early 2000s. Hope you guys are able to hike down memory lane. I think I, I, think I, I wrote a comment on, the, on Instagram, and someone was like, oh, no, you fucking hike after I came out with it. It still sucks. Like, listen, I'll go on a hike every once in a great while, but not a lot. Um, and when I say not a lot, like maybe like once a year. Um, but I think that's all I got for the early 2000s. I'm sure I probably could have done like a two-hour episode. I know I'm going to get somebody else on here to come talk to me about some of these topics. But with that being said, I am Podcast Poppy. I'm going to pop out of here. Thanks for tuning in again. Tune in next week. Got some big, cool episodes. A lot of special guests lining up at the door, which is really cool. So, so stay tuned. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Download. Tell your friends. Hide your kids, hide your wives, because Podcast Poppy is here to stay. I'm out.